This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Back of the Nest Preview Show. Sponsored by Pitch Sport. Available to download on the App Store and Google Play. PitchDMM.com Welcome one and all to the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast. I'm your host Terence Ford and I want to publicly apologise for my actions on New Year's Eve. As captain of the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast, I'm fully aware that my responsibilities go beyond football and that in this instance, I have let the fans, the club, my manager and teammates down after manscaping my balls. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van, unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yes, welcome everybody into the show. Um, on the back of a win as well, exciting times. Unfortunately, we are sans Albert today, but Heskiff, as always, is here. Hello, sir. Hello. Never lets us down. Always, it's always Albert. Yep, I'm in. No one's surprised today. <laughs> so we're going to just do a quick whistle top through some um you know try and keep this under probably to keep us half an hour something like that and you don't want to hear us groan on for too long but um first let's get into this Damn. i'm thirsty i want a beer what about you you want a beer i'm gonna leave you three to it man oh my goodness um i just took a sip of my beer um are, are you just drinking water uh, i'm drinking a Budweiser. Oh, Budweiser. I've got, um, it's from the Tiny Rebel Funk range, and it's a fizzy cola sour, and it actually tastes exactly like fizzy cola sweets. Like the cola cube thing? Yeah. Nice. That actually sounds wow. Good. Yeah, it's actually really nice. 4.8. Are we, we going to talk about how Albert, every week that he actually bothers turning up, gives you abuse for the for the beer and the ales and all that that you drink? And then send us a picture on WhatsApp of like 20 cans of it himself at his Yeah, home. it's actually of it's from this range as well. The pictures he sent are all from this funk range from Tiny Rebel as well. So he's actually got the same beers as me. He's obviously claiming that he didn't buy them, buy them himself or whatever. He's really got no leg to stand on, has he? And, and he's not here to defend himself, so we can give him all the abuse that we want. <laughs> Indeed. Right. Um, 
this podcast um, is supported and brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineer tools for the family jewels and have just launched in the UK. We've gone years without using the right tools for the job. You can be one of the first men in England to experience their life-changing products. Yes, that's um, us sponsored by Manscaped now. Um, Heskiff, you received your package in the post. It was uh, quite nicely boxed together. Um, little parcel for Christmas. It was good. A package for the package, you might say. <laughs> um, yeah, we we got it just before Christmas, I think, didn't we? Uh, and um, yeah, it's really good gear. It uh, They gave us some sort of like after shaving balm uh, to look after yourself after you've done the business i don't really know how to talk about this but it's a little, a little, a little spray to zhuzh yourself up during the day zhuzh, that's the word i was looking for a little bit of zhuzh <laughs> um, so yeah it's really it's really good gear and it was really really kind of them to send it um yeah. and uh yeah i think it's well worth a look yeah i'm i'm excited for the um the lawnmower 3.0 as uh I've had an accident in the past, give give myself a nick in the past, um, and it bleeds quite a bit more than you'd think. And um, I was on my on my way out to a, a date, and because um, it was bleeding so much as I was getting ready, I just shoved some tissue into my boxer shorts and then forgot all about it. And then, um, yeah, later when we got home, she was asking me why I was wearing a tampon. <laughs> <laughs> But there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, so anyway, look, that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team has perfected the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just realized the new improved lawnmower 3.0 is in the UK. Third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. Um, I think everybody can realize they don't want to hurt down there. Um, well, I'll tell you it's premium. I mean, it's premium. The battery has kept it lasts for 90 minutes. So, that's been, you know, when you're settling down, instead of rushing 90 minutes of Royal Ball, you could just um, <laughs> wash, wash 90 minutes of Sandball, I guess. Um, it's probably more exciting a lot of the time as well, I'd have thought. <laughs> the waterproof technology allows you to groom in a shower. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming, or if you just want to do it in the nighttime, I guess. Um, they've upgraded for 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. Um, we'll let Albert dish out a quiet stroke joke next week. <laughs> and let's not forget about the charging stand. Show off your mower loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand yourself. Let's get that bush to chush clean. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BOTN at manscaped.com. Make your testies your besties. So that's 20% off and free shipping with the code BOTN at manscaped.com. So that's B for balls. They will thank you. That's O for ooh. That's the noise your partner will express when you show them your smooth sack. Two for testicles and N for naughty, as this is what your sex life will become with your smooth shaft. Well, I think that about covers off mask. <laughs> um, and um, straight into a big um, balls up, Lucas released a statement after his New Year's Eve antics. Um, 
verbatim he has said i want to publicly apologize for my actions on new year's eve as captain of crystal palace football club i'm fully aware that my responsibilities go beyond football and that in this instance i have let the fans the club my manager and teammates down in what is a really difficult and challenging moment for everyone i am truly grateful that i am able to continue to do the job i love and do not take this for granted i am very sorry to anyone who has been made to feel angry hurt or upset by my actions I am making a donation to local NHS service to help them continue their incredible work in our community fighting this virus. Um, I mean, I don't know how you feel about this, Heskey. For, for, for me, might as well made no statement. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I mean, he's, he's not really saying anything there. Um, it's one of those where you sort of think it's, it's more of a like, oh, I'm sorry, I got caught. Um, yeah. I'll say the generic, I, I won't do it again. And sort of leave it at that. So yeah, not not a great statement for me, especially coming like five or six days after it actually happened, and the news came out. I think the news came out in the morning of the Sheffield United game, didn't it? So. Mm. Yeah, exactly. The Sun released it that morning, I think. The video. So yeah, I mean, you know, and Roy's comments about it were were pretty off, and there's still been no like official statement for the club, which is not great. Um, so yeah, I mean, I wasn't a fan of him playing against Sheffield United to be honest uh, and the way we've handled it's not not been good yeah I think it's been weak from the club um with making no official statement themselves I think it's been, it was weak from Roy um after the game and I think it's weak to put out this statement which is like you say it's just uh he got caught now I know people are going to be like he's apologized let's move on let's move past it but I, I, I'm genuinely appalled that he's keeping the captaincy um now, there's been rumours flying around. I'm not going to name any names. I know who the players are, but two other players um, also got up to these sort of antics on New Year's Eve. And it's just, you know, these ones just haven't been caught. Um, and But when it's the captain, it's the captain, you know. It's, he's the one who's supposed to be leading by example. And it's, um, yeah, it's upsetting. I mean, I, I'm upsetting as well for him that someone who is at that party, who I assume is in a trusted circle, has actually leaked a video to the press. But um, yeah, that's what you get when you're a captain of a Premier League football club. But um, yeah, I mean, it looks like he's going to continue as captain and um, some people are going to be firing out. I think more fans, uh, the majority of fans will not be happy with it. But um, that's where we're at with that. Um the Sheffield United game, let's give it through up the Jeff Schlupp injury, looking like he's out between eight to 12 weeks, which is um, a bigger blow than we thought this might have been once upon a time. Yeah, we were saying just before we started recording, um, I was saying what a, what a big disappointment it is and, and he'll, be a, he'll be a real miss. Um, and that, you know, a year and a half, two years ago, I wouldn't have believed that I'd be saying that about Jeffrey Schlupp, but... You know, he's he, he's a good player. He's a very useful player. I think that's the thing. And, and we're sort of used to seeing him fit in wherever he's needed uh, and, and, and do well. So even if he's not a regular starter, which, you know, he, he sort of has been on and off. Um, in, in He has like periods where he starts every game and then he disappears for a bit and then he comes back. But, you know, to have him on the bench at the very least is, is really useful. So to miss that for two or three months... It's going to be a big blow, I think, unfortunately. Yeah, and it's also uh, all the stats that have been coming out around when he starts. And um, I think when him and Mitchell start together on the left, I think we've won four and drawn one. And when the two of them have been on the pitch together, 
we've actually only conceded one goal. Um, all the other goals we've conceded in those games were after Jeff Schlupp got substituted, apparently. Um, now, I haven't gone and checked those stats. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty impressive. And of course, on the weekend, the same happened again. Didn't concede. Um, but of course, Jeff did get injured early in that one. Um, but yes, yeah, I mean, it's going to create chances for other people, as important as he is. And um, yeah, I mean, of course, it was Eze who came on in that game and replaced Jeff Slup. And well, I mean, Heskiff, what a goal. <laughs> what, a go- what a goal. Yeah, it was, it was brilliant. I think, um, again, it, we, I think we said it after the Leeds game, it's such a shame that he scored such a brilliant goal in front of an empty stadium because that would have been one of those goals, I think, where if the, if the crowd were there, the noise level would have gone up and up and up, um, a bit mm. like Chip's goal against Bournemouth. Yeah. Where he, like, every, after every person he goes past, the noise level goes up a bit and then finish was absolutely superb wasn't it an absolutely brilliant goal yeah i just i, I just i'm i celebrate goals similarly at home to like if i'm in a stadium really initially it's a big jump up it's a big scream and punching and stuff but um this was just a I just sort of slowly got up, mainly because I'm an old man. I got a bad back, <laughs> but but just applauded at the TV. I felt like a right chump after, but I was just standing there clapping at the TV, just like, oh, that's just, oh my god. Like, but it was that sort of got to just, you know, yeah, you have to appreciate it. Um, although I did show, like, I showed it to one friend. I said, "Have you seen this?" And his only comment was, "The keeper didn't cover himself in glory," and I was like. He's bent it around yeah. the guy, the defender. He has no chance of seeing it. And he started it so far outside the post and the way it comes back. But that's what happens when you try and show people who know nothing about football stuff about football, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, he, he, the way he sort of passed the internet round the defender into the sort of postage stamp, you know, by the, by the post, uh, as much as I don't think their goalkeeper's that good, I don't know that he could do a great deal about that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna with Jeff out now. Whether he gets game time against Wolves, um, he probably he'll have a chance. I mean, we'll get into that shortly. Um, but he's gonna he's gonna get game time over the next few months now, a lot more than he maybe he would have done if Jeff had stayed fit. Um, and are we getting too too overhyped to say that he could get himself in the reckoning for the Euros? Well, I mean, if he if he carries on the form that he's had, uh, you know, in the last few games before before he was dropped, I don't see why he won't be in the reckoning. I mean, the, the media seem to love him a lot as well, which is weird for a Palace player because we're sort of used to Wilf being brilliant and not really getting the credit that he deserves from a lot of people. Uh, mm. When when Eze gets a lot of credit from you know Sky and Match of the Day and that, it's brilliant. Don't get me wrong. Uh, it's just not something that I'm used to. So, yeah. You, you know, yeah, if he, if he has a really good second half of the season and the sort of hype train continues, then I'm certain people will start talking about it. Yeah, I mean, he, he literally can't do anything wrong. It's one of those, it's weird because I've been moaning a lot about it this season with Leeds. You're, if you were just listening to the commentary of a Leeds game and not watching the game, you'd be thinking they're winning 3-0 when they're losing 3-0. They just yeah. get so it's so overhyped, it's ridiculous. Um, but I, I have there has been times where you know, the commentators are just, you know, he'll, he'll give the ball away or, you know, he'll get caught out in a dribble. And the commentators will still praise him, and you know, it's very, very different. Um, sort of, if Will Zaha loses the ball or something like that, it's a, it's a very different comment from the commentator. Yeah, so, and, and he definitely has stuff that he needs to work on. He's by no means a perfect player. Mm. I know that 
we sort of take the piss out of Roy saying he's got to be more defensive. But certainly, especially if if Mitchell's playing left back, he's going to have to give him support and cover him a lot, which is what Schlupp and, and Andros and, and the like are good at. Mm. Um, but yeah, you know, we, we brought him in because he's an exciting attacking player. Uh, and I think, you know, he's he's shown his talent so far in that respect. Um, yeah. And he see, he seems, you know, there was a, an interview of Andros, I think, on TalkSport, who said that his work rate after he'd lost his place was absolutely brilliant. And he he's like a joy to have sort of next to you in training. So it sounds like his attitude is absolutely brilliant and he, he's very keen to improve as a player, which is only mm. going to benefit Palace, isn't it, in the long run? Yeah, I think like everything about him, he speaks really well. Like I think he's quite, he sounds intelligent and about both football and just in general. Um, whenever he's, whenever I see interviews with him, and he's, you know, he seems really excited and wants to learn, and you know, appreciates that he's still got a long way to go and a lot of hard work to do. But um, it'll be interesting to see once um, if Roy goes at the end of the season when his contract is up, if whoever comes in puts him into a more central position and sort of builds the play around him. Because I think if you've got a player that sort of talent, you have to think about building something around them. And if we're, if we're keeping Wilf as well, you work out how you can get them to on the ball, causing as much trouble as possible and um, getting the right person on the end of it to finish it all off. Um, Yeah, very, very, very exciting. And in terms of another one for the future, we hope a Palace youth team player, Rob Street, striker, has gone on loan to Runaway National Conference League, whatever they call it now. Is it National League? National National League, yeah. Vanarama? Vanarama National League? Sure. Whatever happened to the Vauxhall Conference? Oh, (laughs) those are the days. (laughs) <laughs> those were the days but yeah so he's gone on loan to runaway leaders there Torquay um, we've both been, been impressed with him up for the under 23s this season yeah he's a good I was talking to a mate earlier today and sort of saying like, I don't there's not one thing that stands out that I can say oh you know he's really quick or he's really skillful but he just seems to work really hard and get in the right place a lot which is what you want as a striker really I suppose Clinton Morrison was great at getting in the right place at the right time uh, and, and I think Torquay are doing, doing well this year. So if he if he goes there and sort of gets in a, a successful team that create a lot, um, then I, you know I, I'd, I'd bet I'd back him to do really well, and that will give him confidence and sort of push him on as a player. I think and yeah, could get good experience and hopefully come back to Palace as a as a more sort of physically rounded player. I guess. Back of the Nest, sponsored by Pitch Sport. Fun time videos, choose your match day squad, post match ratings, and much more. Available to download on the App Store and Google Play. PitchDMM.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. 
at participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's, you know, I think that there's definitely a step up in quality in the under 23s now that we've gone cat one and you can end up, you know, playing against teams that are packed with Premier League first teamers. Like in that, the last game against New, when we played Newcastle, Palace had, you know, Jairo Riedewald was in there. Uh, James Tompkins was playing at the back. Um, I feel we had, like we had another first team in there. So you never know who you're coming up against. So you do get mini tests when you play these games. You can come up against good Premier League footballers, but you you want it to be really competitive and really mean something in a in a you know a team that's pushing to get promoted to the football league. So it's yeah, really valuable minutes for him at that level. I think um, if you can get them. Um, Last but not least, Nathaniel Klein. Now, we signed him on a short deal. Um, I, I was under the impression this ends at some point in January. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's there's rumours flying around that we're not being able to get a deal done uh, because his agent wants a longer deal than we're prepared to give him. Obviously, it's going to be probably Nathaniel Klein's last big deal in football. So he's trying to get a good one for his client, which is fair enough, I guess. But, I mean... A, do you think he's done enough for a new co- to to get an extension? But with us wanting to bring the age of our squad down, is a three year deal or something in that range a bit out of the question? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I, I was a bit skeptical when we signed him because he'd been out for quite a long time with injuries, and I just thought, you know, expecting him to come in and do something really positive is is asking a bit much. Um, but, you know, I sort of understand a, a six-month deal or whatever we gave him. But actually, and, and when he came in, I thought he was a bit ropey, to be honest. Um, but he, he, he grew. He, he grew with, with each appearance and actually looked all right uh, as, as he went on. Um, obviously, typical that he got an injury because it's quite a palace, isn't it? But, <laughs> um, yeah, I, th- I mean, I suppose we sort of hoped that Ferguson would be fit and ready by now. So that probably explains the shorter deal. Um, as for giving him a three-year deal, I, I don't think really we should be doing that. I mean, I certainly think we should extend it to the end of this season, maybe, say, an 18-month one to the end of next year. But again, if, if Ferguson then comes in and is really good, I would imagine it would be him and Ward, wouldn't it, going to yeah. place? So. Yeah, you can't, have, you can't have three right backs, can you? I no, mean, that would go from feast to fat, like famine to feast, even like yeah. <laughs> not not bit not having a right back for years, and then lucking across one Bissaka, and then so on. Not you know, have just you know, having walled. I mean, we attempted to sign Jack Hunt back in the day. That was it. And yeah. they, Ferguson was the last right back. Uh, was you know, Jack Hunt was the last right back we signed before Ferguson. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, that's just phenomenal, really. And it'd be interesting if we. If, if his agent is holding out for a longer contract, more money to see if anyone actually picks him up on it. Because mm. again, he's played what, about eight or nine games maybe in the past like year. And before yeah. that, he'd played, I think, 15 games in two years or something. So it's yeah. going to be quite tough for them to sort of negotiate, really. I think we, we should be in a decent position, but I mean, I don't really know how these things work, maybe. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think the telling thing will be if. Ferguson is closer or further away than we think he is because I think if it's you know you can't it'd be stupid to make that sort of signing and then block off his path to the first team by signing an experienced right back who Roy would probably (laughs) love to to use over him because he's like you know 
experience means everything to Roy. So who knows? But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how we approach that one. I mean, I, I think he's done enough. If he if he's seeking for an, another half year and a half, I think he'd probably get it. But anything beyond that, I think would be silly to do. Right? It's FA Cup. Um, Yet another terrible draw in the FA Cup third round. Um, I, th- I think we've had about one good draw in the entire time I've supported Palace in the third round, which is Dover. Yeah, <laughs> the only decent FA Cup draw. But um, obviously, we've been drawn away against Wolves. But it's it's been a bit of a different Wolves in recent weeks. I've only got one win in seven, and um, notable injuries as well obviously Raul Jimenez is obviously out long term after picking up that horrible injury with the collision of heads mm-hmm. um, Johnny's out and Podence are out and I'm pretty sure all three of them have scored against us yep absolutely. Um, so big, big misses for Wolves yeah I was surprised actually looking before we started recording again this is my brilliant research about 10, 10 <laughs> seconds before you press record um, I didn't realise they, they hadn't won in, in quite so long um, I watched a bit of their game against Brighton. Uh, obviously, they they let that slip, which is not great because Brighton are terrible. Um, but they just always seem to beat us fairly easily of late. Um, like it's good for us that they got some injuries, but you know, I just it's it's tough for me to see us doing what we did when when we beat them two 0 a couple of years ago. That you and I went to uh, mm. around this time, wasn't it? It was early January, wasn't it? Yeah, um, brilliant. Club club coach massive. Club coach massive, that's right. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting. I don't I don't know huge amounts about their squad outside the, the sort of like well-known players. Um, I mean, you know, the, the players that they might bring in if, if they're resting some of their team. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how full strength he goes, whether he, whether he cares about the cup, uh, and how mm. how we deal with that? Yeah, it'll be interesting because the the way they've dropped off in the league, you wonder if he will want to go after the cup a bit. Um, I mean, it looks like Adama Traoré will probably come in, and he's no no slouch to bring in to the first team. But obviously, like everything with Traoré, is he's never really he's never really forced his way into a team permanently, has he? He's mm. he's one of those players that um, his end product can leave a lot to be desired at times, but. I also am very aware that as a Crystal Palace fan, I've heard that be said about Wilf many times in the past, and I know how ridiculous it is to say him without seeing him play every week. Yeah, I obviously can't make his comments, but I'm impressed every time I see him play, he looks so dangerous. Um, but I'd, yeah, and then Pedro Neto is the one who's been scoring the goals for them, um, and they've obviously got the young kid up front, uh, f- football manager legend Fabio Silva, but he's not he's not been doing it yet. Um, so perfect time for his first goal I imagine for Wolves yeah. or has he scored he might, he might have scored one but I think it was a penalty is that I don't, I don't know yeah, he I might have, one. He say, might have uh, one I was going to say he'll probably get a hat trick or something now I'll just, uh, <laughs> I'll just a little bit yeah didn't he, didn't he bang loads of goals to you on football manager he did yeah he did he was an absolute gold mine for me uh, maybe I should send him an email and say listen he looks like he more belongs in the strokes than um, a football team to be honest with his big shaggy hair, big shaggy. Yeah, he looks like a yeah. He's in a rock band. Not so not so much playing up front for a black country side. <laughs> Who knows? Um, but yeah, so they've you know, I mean, Dendonka's uh, been out for them for long term. I think he's pretty close to back being fit. 
uh, Willie Bolly's still out for them, uh, and they've even had to, they've they've got so many injuries they've had to recall Gibbs White as well from Swansea um, from his loan deal. So that's how much they're struggling. Uh, we obviously have our own injury worries as we've touched on with Schlupp and Kleine there, but. Um, do you see Roy shifting the pack a bit? I mean, he he's shows form for changing the team quite a bit in the third round of the cup. Yeah, I think it sort of makes sense to because um, we've got Arsenal Man City within a, a few days of each other after that cup game. So I think it's not like it's not like you're required to run against those two teams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, you know, we've got some players who who haven't really had much of a look in of late. You know, I'm thinking of Mishy, uh, Martin Kelly. Uh, dare I say Max Meyer? He might even make the bench. Who knows? Um, but we've got players that haven't haven't had much game time, and I think it would make sense to give them to give them some minutes. And you know they're not bad players by any means. So um, I think we'll probably see a few a few first teamers in there, um, but also some changes. You know maybe Jack Buckland gets a game, um, give Greater a rest. Be interesting to see if he does that. Uh, so I think it will be, yeah, I think it will be a mix. I think it will be a, f- a few first-teamers and then some of the sort of periphery players. Yeah, I think we've had this um, Man City. Um, where was the 2-2? Yeah, so I, I, yeah, we had Arsenal and Man City back-to-back um, in January last season as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we drew one all with Arsenal at home and then 2-2 with City away. That was the um, when we didn't get out our half for an entire second half and... <laughs> Wilf equalised, well, the forced the own goal with our one attack in the second half. That, that was um, on uh, both mine and Pep Guardiola's birthday, that was. <laughs> and it's, it's going to be a bit different because last year I was in Malta when we played that game and this mm. year I'm going to be staring out of a window in Norbury. So, a bit of a <laughs> so was, is that 18th of January, is it? 18th of January, that's right. Yeah, there you go. Everyone send in your well wishes to Heskett for his birthday. So, so yeah, we've touched on it. So, Butland, um, yeah, Jack, Jack Butland, I reckon, might get a shot of coming in. Um, now, we we haven't heard anything about Ben Seke. We we know he, he he's picked up a slight knock in the game, apparently, against Sheffield United. So, Batshuayi to come in. Um, now, it was a... Wolves that he had one of his disallowed goals if he held his line. Um, is it a legitimate chance for Batshuayi to take his chance in this game, score a goal and perhaps force himself into what he's reckoning? Because, I mean, he really didn't come here to sit on the bench. He came here because it's a Euros year and he wants to get into the Belgium team and do as well as he can to try and push Lukaku for that starting space. But he's got to do something when he plays. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the point, isn't it? He, he sort of made a career of scoring goals whilst not playing from the start in every game. You know, I think his goals to minutes ratio at Chelsea is insane. Um, but in order to sort of get on and, and do well enough to, to get into the Belgian squad for the Euros, he's got to be playing. And when he plays, he's got to do something to justify keeping him in. Um, I think he started off the season all right. Uh, and he had, like you say, I think he had three goals, didn't he? Disallowed for offside. But it comes to a point where you're like, you need to learn the offside rule. You can't keep, <laughs> can't keep getting, uh, you know, like every week it felt like we were saying, oh, if he'd have just, you know, waited half a second, that would have been a great goal. It's like, you need to just wait half a second and then score a great goal. You know, he's capable mm. of it. So definitely if he does play in this game, because um, I think Benteke has been doing well, even if he hasn't scored in some games, you know, he's he's 
looked a lot more effective than he had in previous seasons. Whereas Mish is yeah. not really the player who sort of gets involved as much as Benteke. So if he is going to do something, it means he has to score goals. Mm. Yeah, I don't. Um, I don't. Yeah, I, I really hope. I really wanted. Like, I feel like I say this about strikers every season. I really, really wanted it to be a success. Um, and there were a few people who, you know, in, in my circle were talking about, you know, they don't think it's the right signing and thought he kind of lucked his way to as many goals as he scored for us <laughs> in the last loan spell with us. I mean, you still got to score goals, but they feel like they pad- he padded them a bit with, you know, a couple of goals of the last game of the season against Bournemouth in that crazy 5-3 game and all that. But um, yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I really hope he comes in and starts scoring, but... I don't really see how it's set up for him to do that, but we shall see. Um, Max Meyer, we, I mean, we haven't talked about him for what seems like yonks now because it seems like he's disappeared off the face of the planet. Um, I was just scrolling through the training photos there to, <laughs> to try and find a picture of him even in the background. Um, you know, he's not even made the bench or, or anything. Do you, do you think we've come to some sort of agreement with him effectively that you know, he's out of contracts. He's not going to sign a new one. We know we're not going to be able to sell him that just he doesn't get injured and we just let him go at the end of the season. Yeah, I think that must be it. it I mean, it still baffles me that, you know, when they extended the amount of substitutes you could have, he still didn't get on the bench. Yeah, it was like one week we had eight on the bench and he wasn't one of them. It just yeah. seems ludicrous. It's mad. It's mad. Um, Boulder Council were trying to, like we were happy for him to go last season, but no one came in for him. At this point, obviously, he, he can talk to other clubs. So, yeah, I reckon it's probably like, look, you you ain't going to play very often. Hmm. I'm, sure he, I'm sure he's had enough of not even sitting. I was going to say sitting on the bench, but he's not even doing that anymore, is he? So, uh, so I think it's a real shame because he's, he's still young. He's still, you know, I, I think capable of being a really good player for us and, it's just a case of Roy didn't really fancy him or he didn't fit the system and thanks and see you later. Mm. Yeah, well, look, I think we're just getting some predictions now. Now, for the last, well, if you think, we, what did we lose to Derby 1-0 in the third round last season? Mm-hmm. We beat Grimsby the season before 1-0. Um, I think games between Palace and Wolves, there hasn't been over two goals um, for pretty much the last five or six games. <laughs> so, um going to be a low scoring affair isn't it or is it or is it going to be one of those FA Cup games that you just get every now and then that just goes bloody mental uh yeah I reckon it's going to be true to form to be honest I, I reckon unsurprisingly I think we'll lose I reckon we'll lose 2-0 I think it would just be one of those where it'll be a pretty nothingy game we'll this is my this is my actual prediction it'll be nothing we'll have a chance a good chance we'll miss it they'll score pretty much after straight away afterwards and then get a second like halfway through the second half okay, almost described the Aston Villa game there yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but you know we were so we were so negative and wrong last week about Sheffield United just saying that they were going to get the win going to get a 1-0 win and it was us who actually scored early and then put it to bed at, on the stroke of half time and never really looked like conceding so you know maybe um, I say maybe we've turned a corner but they are also the worst team in Premier League history at this stage so <laughs> that's true yeah, I mean, I, I can't see them surviving. Can you? It just they they just look so toothless up front. They did, and I, 
like I said to a few, I might have said it in, in, in our WhatsApp as well, but like I don't know what their game plan is. I don't, like I, I, I watched them, like they didn't just hoof it. They didn't try and get in behind us. They just didn't really know what to do. And we didn't even play that well in the first half, I don't think. I think Eze getting his goal when he did was brilliant for us. But I'm like, we're not even playing that well and we're still like really comfortably, yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't bode well for him at all. No, it really doesn't. Oh, blimey. But yeah, I mean, it's in recent years, you've seen teams get out every week, got out of a massive predicament um, a few seasons back when Roy came in. So it's, it's not like they're a million miles behind, is it? But it's just where do those points come from? But yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that develops. But um, so you've gone 2 0 Wolves. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be 1 0 either way, probably. Um, we might nick it. It really depends on who goes out as a team, but we don't know. So. As a, just just for positivity, I'll go one nil Batshuayi, and um, we'll see what comes of it. Right. Um, so next week, so we play Arsenal on Thursday, so there won't be there unlikely be a preview for the Arsenal game next week. Um, oh, I don't even know. And then it's Man City on Sunday. Who knows? We'll try. We'll 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 figure something out. Look, keep locked to our socials. We haven't even worked it ourselves yet. Uh, I, I guess that's we'll have to check with Albert see if he's available. Probably, I mean, I can guess that he probably won't be. Yeah, or yeah, who knows? <laughs> no, but he'll he'll be back either next week or the week after, depending which how we end up figuring it out. But maybe we can do a sort of like join Arsenal or Man City one or something on Wednesday. We'll have maybe think about how we make that work. Um, so yeah, uh, review show will be out on Sunday, where Hambo and his team will run you through that. Hopefully, we'll get um, some more lovely Manscape stories. Um, and is, is the uh, DR video come out yet of the unboxing of the products? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, it's unreal. I mean, I, I, Hambo was talking about it on the review show. You, you yeah, you got to be excited for that. As excited as he was for the Baldy Ocean, I imagine. But um, keep yeah. your eyes, keep your eyes on the socials. <laughs> yeah, the, the YouTube back in the nest um, where uh, PR's doing the sterling job. But yeah, anyway. Um, We'll be back next week, and until then, out the palace. It's the ninetieth minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times.
This podcast is proud to be part of the Talk Sport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.